1: Hey Mel. Hey Taylor. How
2: is a poppy like a coin? <laughs> uh how? Has a head on one side and a tail on the other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, bork, bork, hello!
2: Oh, that's the most in sync we've ever been. Right? <laughs> That was smooth. <laughs> Welcome back to the Floof and Papa podcast. We are your hosts, Mel and Taylor, and we have a special guest with us today. Who's our special guest, Mel?
1: It's Justin. Hey. Hello, pet coach, Justin.
0: Hello, Mel.
1: <laughs> Mel, no That's title. It, just <laughs> Mel.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure, are you Floof or are you Papa?
2: Oh, we never thought of that. No, I, I'd like to think I'm Floof and you're yeah, Papa. I was
1: just about to say that. Yeah. Papa.
0: Hello, your, Papa Mel.
1: Papa Melt Floof Taylor. Floof, Floof Taylor. Taylor. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Precious. Thanks for joining us today, Justin. My pleasure. Um, you guys, I have a story for you. Who yeah. Um, try not to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> it's sad, but it's beautiful. And, oh, okay. So we've got an article today from USA Today. Um, think. Just think of that what you will. It's, look, it's a cute story. We've got Odin's bucket list. He's dying Saint Bernard is living his best life in his last days, thanks to his owner. Geez, way to bring me down. It's wholesome, though. I promise. It better be. So he's this gorgeous Saint Bernard, um, and unfortunately, he is dying. But his owner created him his own bucket list. Um, so he got to visit. <laughs> he got to visit a farm, taste ice cream for the first time, <laughs> and visit with firefighters. Visit with firefighters. Apparently there was an, uh, there was that anomaly of posing for pictures with Hooters waitresses. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> so he also did that, I guess. Firemen,
0: uh, Hooters waitresses. Yep. Ice cream. opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> something for everyone.
2: <laughs> Truly. I don't know if the Hooters waitresses was something selected by the dog or maybe something selected <laughs> by the he human. He just followed
1: his nose and where did he end up? <laughs> Hooters. Hooters. <laughs> Makes sense. Really likes owls, you know?
0: Owls. Oh, uh
2: uh-huh. That's That's what their logo is, technically. It's (laughs) an owl.
1: Oh, hoot. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So upset. Odin's bucket list is probably the purest thing ever. Um, But I'll get to that because let me tell you about how doctors gave Odin months to live. Okay. (gasps) Odin's owner, Bobby Joe Ledford. Love a Bobby Joe Ledford. Love (laughs) a three-name person. Shout out to Patty Van Dyke who is currently looking after my cat. With in Van Dyke. Uh, Bobby Jo Ledford of New Jersey said she noticed a mark on his paw. She'd only just gotten him in November after seeing he was in need of a home on Facebook. Ledford told <laughs> told all the mums. Um, four months later, a vet of words, you, okay? you guys. I think I'm just very emotional about this dog. <sighs> okay. Four months later, a vet diagnosed Odin with osteosarcoma, a type Aww. of terminal bone cancer. This is Awful. Why did you choose this? Because it is, it does get wholesome. He was given months to live. Ledford was crushed, but her husband, thanks dude, advised her to make (laughs) the most of the time with the gentle giant who had seized her heart. She says Odin is so different from other dogs. He can just light up a room with smiles. In my opinion, every dog does that. Every dog so. (laughs) Ah, you're not anything special there, He's absolutely amazing. Odin loves people. He's very lovable and gentle. And so Odin's bucket list is born. Uh, Ledford created a Facebook page called Odin's Bucket List. Check it out in our show notes. Check it out. This group now at the time of this article, which was 5th of July in 2018, we've got <laughs> – this was a while ago. But at the time it had 4,800 people uh, 4, people in the group um, who were all invited to help create a bucket list so that Odin could live his best dog life. So at the time of the article, Odin has ticked off, have a Starbucks puppuccino. <laughs> Is that Me- a thing? <laughs> yeah, it is. I didn't know that. <laughs> Meet a policeman. Cool. Have an A&W route be afloat. <laughs> What's A&W? have no idea. A brand? Uh, I guess. A pub? Guess so. uh, take a cruise. Impressive. That's yes. really hard to do. We've looked that up.
2: Dogs and cruises? Yeah, there's yeah. not a whole lot of cruises you can take your dog on. Oh, but or, he's or done cheap. it. cheap. Yeah. Absolutely correct.
1: Oh, I wonder how much money
0: you spent? I think it's about 25 grand to do a round-the-world cruise with your dog. Yeah. i <gasps> <gasps> just that. guessing.
2: No, that's a, like, that's
0: about right. My mum's looked yeah. into it. Yeah. <laughs> Not that's that amazing. I've done it. Is it the uh, Queen
2: Mary two? I think you can take I think your dog so. on.
0: And they've got like a little uh, London street scene <gasps> with little fire hydrants. <gasps> and, yeah. And yeah. I need it's to get coolest. in on this
2: because Mum wanted to take Zola on a cruise, and it's one of the only cruise ships in the world that let you take your dog. Oh, I know,
0: my I know lots of people that have taken Zola off on cruises. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, other things include go to a farm. Get oh, his, that's nice. This is so specific. Get his picture taken professionally. like Nice. But, yeah. Stay at a hotel. Have a <laughs> have a mariachi band sing to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a mariachi band yeah, sing to him. That's, that's so cute. That, yep. Mm-hmm. Pose for a picture with the Hooters girls. Still weird. Still still odd. And get on the news, which is... That's a thing that he
0: did. They should add, get on the Fluff and papa" uh, podcast. podcast. Oh, yeah. Take list. that
1: off, Odin. Odin is probably not around
0: anymore. Oh, stop it.
2: Uh-oh.
1: Well, why don't we
2: read on and find
1: out? <laughs> Well, not in this article because it's from 2018. Ah, I see. I see. Uh, but at the time of writing, about 40 bucket list items had been fulfilled and there's, there was still more on the list. Doctors gave Ledford treatment options, including to amputate Odin's paw or chemotherapy, but that would only give limited quantity to his life and not improve the quality. So Ledford thinks the bucket list is improving Odin's life and his health seems to be holding up at the time of writing. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> at the time of writing <laughs> correct um at the time of writing they're working to they were working to line up a visit to a minor baseball league stadium since the new york yankees said uh. no to a visit from odin new york yankees get well. they said no they the team I, has uh, a strict no dog policy which is maybe someone's allergic well how dare they <laughs> still rude so Odin was just living his best dog life, eating his ice cream, having his root beer float, <laughs> posing with Hooters girls, going to farms, just all the best things. So that's a dog bucket list.
0: Dog bucket list. <laughs> that's for me too. It's
1: real precious, real wholesome. Sending so much love to Odin wherever he may be on his journey. <laughs> I have
0: something in my in eye. In
2: the
1: rainbow. Um, what's it called? Um,
2: uh, Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow, rainbow Bridge. Bridge.
1: Yeah. Ow. Might be there. Yeah. Taylor, do you have a dog breed for us? I do. I okay.
2: think you're going to like it. Okay. Oh, no, I'm on the wrong one. I'm back at Cordoba Fighting Dogs. That was last that time. That was last time. Ah, ah, <laughs> go back. Do you know about the Cordoba Fighting Dog?
0: No. It's they're extinct. Regressive. so
2: I'm not surprised. You haven't oh. heard of it. But it's this huge – sorry. i <laughs> am just got to fill Justin <laughs> in, even though <laughs> we've already talked about it. It's this really, really, really huge dog that they used to pit against each other. Right. And they used to, like, attack in their own packs and stuff. Oh, wow. It was full on. Anyway, they're extinct now.
0: Oh, probably because they – All ate each other. Yeah, (laughs) legit. Note note to humans.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Don't breed crazy dogs. Or don't fight each other into extinction. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, (laughs) that.
2: life lessons. Uh, Okay, so the dog I have today is called the Borzoi.
0: Borzoi! Borzoi!
2: We're Russian. Okay. (laughs) I think Mel's going to enjoy this because it's a wolfhound that kind of looks like a
0: greyhound.
1: (gasps) Love that. combination of some of my favorite things. I'm looking at them. It's a
0: greyhound with a fantastic do. With a fantastic, yes, exactly
1: correct. I'm getting some slight Afghan vibes, Afghan hound vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, also known as the Russian wolfhound,
2: they're a breed of domestic dog descended from the dogs brought to Russia from Asian countries. If that makes sense. Similar in shape to a greyhound. Also a member of the sighthound family. So, <laughs> bo- <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Um, the system by which, uh, fun fact, system by which Russians over the ages named their sight hounds was a series of descriptive terms, not names. Oh. So, you know, like a lot of our dog names come from places. Or people, or, human names. Or people. Super weird. Or like what they like to hunt. Sure. It comes yeah. from that. Yeah. Um, the Russians named it for what they were like. Cute. The, like adjectives. So, Borzoi is the masculine singular form of an archaic Russian adjective that means fast. Oh. Mm. Cool. There Learning. You there you go. So, Borzaya Saboka. <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is my terrible Russian. Justin, do you speak any Russian? Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was contradictory, wasn't it? <laughs> Good. <laughs>
2: I studied uh, – I did a Russian course in uh, college, so I have a tiny amount of Russian. All right, so you're the most qualified no, I'm the most qualified, which yeah. means I just basically understand how they speak but not actually any words.
0: Um, <laughs> it's the most
2: basic term used by Russians, though sabaka so is usually dropped, so they're just Um, And then there's a lot about Russian words, and I'm getting confused, so I'm going to scroll past. <laughs> dogs, dogs, um, <laughs> dogs. The most commonly used plural is the regular formation borderzois, which is the only plural – uh, you
1: passed it on. I did, I spread. <laughs> Which Sorry. is the only
2: plural <laughs> cited in most dictionaries. However, the Borzoi Club of America and Borzoi Club UK both prefer <laughs> Borzoi as, to- as the form for singular and plural. So I have one Borzoi, but many Borzoi. Love it. Great. So either, like fish and fishes, you can have many fish or many fishes. Thanks. Just so, letting you know. Growl. <laughs> Tell us about this breed, yo. They're so cute. Um, They're real precious. They do. You're 100% right. It says they resemble some Central Asian breeds such as the Afghan Hound, the oh, yep. Saluki, and one I haven't heard of called the... <gasps> I don't <laughs> even know. There's just letters bunched together. There's no vowels. Tigim. What is that? How do you spell it? K-Y-R-G-Y-Z. G-Y-Z. Have you heard G-Y-Z. of that,
1: Justin? K. Y-R-Kir-G-Y-Z, Kyrgyz Taigan. Look, well, Kyrgyzstan is a country in Central Asia. Did not know that. Yeah, Kyrgyzstan. Oh. I can't, I can't. It still the blows my, my mind the that
2: at my age, I'm still learning new countries. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, why don't I know them all? I thought I would know <laughs> them by now. Um, Bordazois can. Oh, good morning. Oh, nice. Found this other dog. I'm definitely going to talk an. about it. I feel it like in an have an about have we have talked about Taigans before. But I don't know about the Kyrgyz particularly. Anyway, mm. Um is generally described as long haired greyhounds. They come in mm. virtually any color.
1: Love that. Love a rainbow dog. Love
2: that for you. The Bordezoi coat is silky and flat or often wavy and slightly curly. The long top coat is flat with varying degrees of waviness. Curling. That's exactly what the last sentence said. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the soft undercoat thickens during winter or in cold climates, but a shed in hot weather to prevent overheating. Clever dogs. In its texture and distribution over the body, the brzoi coat is unique. There should be a frill on the neck, oh. as well as feathering on its hindquarters and tail. I see that. I see that in these Google images. Yeah. I think if you let them grow the way they grow, that
1: you get that kind of like feathering frilly neck. <laughs>
0: really?
1: yeah. Like a fancy. Like, like a lizard. <laughs> we went two different ways with that. <laughs> yep. Yep, we did.
2: Which is weird. I would have expected you to say lizard and me to say fancy. Yeah. Oh well.
1: Not today. Maybe today I'm the floof and you are the puppy. <laughs> I was just thinking that.
2: <laughs> Um, The Bordezoi is an athletic and independent breed of dog. Most Bortozois are fairly quiet, barking on rare occasions. They do not have strong territorial drives and cannot be relied on to raise alarm upon sighting a human intruder. They're cool. (laughs) They're cool. You have someone coming to rob you?
1: Okay. Yeah. I'm down. Maybe I'll get pet. Um, Unless (laughs)
0: that that person is a small Mammal of some description. Yeah, probably. Yeah. If the so like into your house is a hair? or a Yeah, rabbit, you're being robbed by a trouble.
2: rabbit, then yeah. you're probably in You'll trouble. be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are gentle and highly sensitive sensitive dogs with a natural respect for humans. Mm. Um, and as adults, they are decorative couch potatoes. Nice. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> this I, article literally says decorative couch potatoes. Sometimes I
1: feel like a decorative couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> with remarkably gracious house manners. <laughs> me! Oh, you.
2: <laughs> Borzois do not generally display dominance or aggression towards people, but can turn aggressive if handled roughly. Fair. Like us all, yeah. really. Yeah,
0: like me. Hmm.
2: <laughs> Typically, they are rather reserved with strangers, but affectionate with people they know well. Their sensitivity to invasion of their personal space can make them nervous around children, unless they're brought up from a puppy age with children. Mm-hmm. Um, Border is adapted well to suburban life provided they have a spacious yard regular opportunities for free exercise. Love it. So, nice. they need their exercise. every time we say this, like all dogs, yeah. they need exercise, but they're also chill couch potatoes too.
0: That's the <laughs> good thing with sighthounds. hounds, generally yeah. you give them a good run and they're done. They're done yeah. for, the day. You take them for a long walk and they're like, "I couldn't possibly any longer." Yeah. <laughs> they spend the rest of the time on you the You got to get it
2: out in like a short burst.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm. yeah it's nice. yeah.
0: retirement dog. One of the sidehounds. I'm not yeah. sure which one, but one of the sidehounds. someone in there. Oh, love yeah. that. Maybe a Borzoi. Oh, maybe,
1: maybe, now that did. we know no. so much about them. <laughs> I also, I'm starting to the like them a lot. <sighs> Uh-oh, are we going to adopt a Borzoi?
0: I think we just did. <laughs> Taylor and I were
1: so close to going we to see so and possibly close to adopt a, a Greyhound this morning. this morning. Oh, my goodness. It was a Greyhound that was we're okay with cats, close. which is like, that's wow. unheard of. Nice. Um... Already toilet trained. Already toilet trained. Only six months old. Happy to be left alone. Oh yeah. Which we don't want to do much, but
2: we both work. So, yeah.
1: Oof.
0: Sighthounds. They're the way to go.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. We should go tomorrow. We
2: should. You- <laughs> <laughs> so, just a couple of fun facts about the Borzoi in popular culture. Leo Tolstoy's novel, War and Peace, contains mm. an extensive wolf hunting scene with Borzoi.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Interesting. I just assumed they were Afghan hounds. Based off nope. illustrations
2: boys, that I've seen. They're boys, <laughs> you are wrong. Uh, the second 102 Dalmatians or the 101. Yes. The, the set, film the called 102, 102 Dalmatians. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uncle Zeke starred as Digger in oh. the 2000 f- Disney film. Great. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Boris in Walt Disney's 1955 film Lady and the Tramp is a <gasps> boy
1: I didn't know that. That's great. There
2: you go. There you go. Oh, cute. When Katniss Everdeen and Peter Malak arrive in the capital in the 2012 film The Hunger Games, a pair of pink borzois are shown <gasps> on screen. I remember that.
1: Borzois. Famous borzois. There you
0: Famous go. borzois. Or
1: borzoi. Bo- bo- or borzoi. Yeah. Bor- it's also the yeah. plural. <laughs> Drop the S.
2: Um, yeah, that's, I'll just give you a little taste of them. I don't want to go on forever, but I'll link the article
1: in our show notes. Do you happen to have their lifespan? Because oh, they're sure. big, long yeah, dogs. Do. Does that mean they have a shorter lifespan? Uh, 10 to 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. as
2: long as your little lappy dogs, but um, still not bad. Yeah. The longest one lived to 14 years, three months.
1: Wowee. Oh, mm-hmm. they're so beautiful.
2: Average lifespan, oh, median, sorry, lifespan is nine years, one month. Mm,
0: no, one that's a long, long at all. One month in there is important. Yeah.
2: <laughs> one in five died of old age at an average of ten to eleven and a half years. Huh. Ten to twelve. Ten to twelve. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful dogs. Cancer and cardiac problems seem to be the most frequent Fair. causes of premature death. Yeah. So you exercise them.
1: Heck yeah, get out there. You know, get out there with your decorative
2: couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> Take your decorative couch potato for a walk. <laughs>
1: that's our advice. Love that. So beautiful. The end. Except. Thank you. Now we have Justin. Justin, Yay! we need you to say things. We need you to bring your wisdom to this podcast. You validate us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make it's us nice legit. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, did you have a question for
2: Justin? Oh, okay. Yeah. So last time um, we were talking about Miranda um, and her dog, uh, Zambi, and mm-hmm. how, how to get her a little bit more familiar with other people.
0: Yes. Some doggy dating. Yes,
2: yes. exactly. Um My mum has the opposite problem. Uh (laughs) She is far too attached to her dog. (laughs) So, our dog Zola is the most beautiful dog. However, she has very few commands up her sleeve. Uh She knows sit, but is reluctant to perform Uh when you ask her to, with either a hand signal or a verbal command. Uh She just, uh, and that's about it. Like, she, she will not come, she will not stay. Lie down, yep. heal, none okay. of those things. So, what I'm wondering is if you have any tips. And she gets away with a lot, obviously. So she she sleeps on my mum's bed. She is doing a lot of things all the time with my mum. Kind of follows her around, does whatever she wants, barks, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you had any tips for how um, either I or my mum can can get a little bit more training into Zola without yep. sacrificing. Like without suddenly being like, you now need to behave.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the first step is realising that you have a problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've known for a long time. Shout out to (laughs) Dime.
0: And the second step is wanting to do something about it. Yeah. Um, So if there's the drive in the humans in Zola's life to actually help Zola out, then then we can do stuff with it. Uh So there's... Two main training tools that I use. Uh, one is what's called mark and reward training, where you use some kind of marker, whether it's a clicker that's an audible yep. sound yeah. or you can use a good. Uh, I find that a lot of people use yes in training. Yeah,
1: yes. yes. Jenna Marbles. Jenna, Jenna uses yes. Yes. Is that-
0: yep. So I, I, I quite like yes. Mm-hmm. The only – a slight challenge with yes is there's so many ways of saying yes. Yeah. You can say yes. You can say yes. You can say yes. You can <laughs> say yes. <laughs> and then you can even say yep. Yeah. And in most people when you have a conversation, they'll say yep 20, 30, 40, 50 times. Yeah, That's true. the other thing
2: I was going to say is that we use yes so much in regular conversation right. that you don't want it to be something that they…
0: So pick up on all the time. There's that. But on the flip side, people usually say good dog, good boy, good girl. So mm. they tend to use good when they're talking about their dog doing something good anyway. Mm. So what I recommend is using good, but take the O's out of it. So use good. 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 So it's nice. That's Good, good, <laughs> good, good. So short, sharp, and, and crisp. Yeah, cool. Uh, and that way, it's it's nice and particular. Uh, yeah, for when, cool. when you're training, and then you have to make that mean something because it doesn't mean anything on its own. Mm-hmm. So pairing that with something that Zola loves. So, okay. mm-hmm. like we, I think we said in the last podcast, take her day's worth of food, put it aside, <laughs> and then she gets fed a little bit of food as maybe a training treat. Mm. Okay. So in the morning for breakfast, instead of getting breakfast for free. She can have her breakfast with goods. She have a good treat, good treat, good treat, good treat, good treat. Okay. And it doesn't matter what behavior she's doing at that point in time. She doesn't have to be sitting, standing, lying down, doing a high five or anything like that. Just her only lesson is good equals treat. So that's step one. Cool, yeah. So now we've started to create the meaning in that marker, that that good. And then we can incorporate two uh, additional training tools off that sort of branches off so on one side is a thing that I call capturing some people call it shaping shaping is when you reward a little piece of a behavior uh, and capturing is when you wait for the whole behavior to happen so if you're yep. standing mm. around waiting 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 and then all of a sudden her bottom hits the ground you can say good and give her a treat mm. so yep. that's capturing that's waiting for the whole thing yeah uh, speaking of sight hounds as we were before mm-hmm. I've uh, sight hounds are very um I guess reluctant to sit in a lot of ways. A lot of, especially ex-racing greyhounds. So oh. I've done some shaping to get uh, racing greyhounds to learn how to sit by just rewarding little pieces of the sit on the way. So you can reward a little piece of the puzzle, and yeah. And when to they're build putting it all the puzzle pieces together, then they can get the, their rewards from yeah, there. Cool. Wow,
1: that makes so much sense.
0: So that's that's capturing is waiting for that to happen and then just like taking a photo, Mm -hmm. capturing it like a photo. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is lure and reward training. And I guess this was made really popular by a guy called Ian Dunbar um, who sort of is the, um, I guess, the the, the grand – Sorry, Ian. You're not the granddaddy, but Ian is the grandmaster <laughs> of the uh, of puppy training. He sort of created puppy training in the 70s and 80s, yeah, so, wow. uh, puppy classes and stuff yeah. like that. So he uses a one, two, three, four system. So uh-huh. number one is request. You ask the dog to do the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Number two is you encourage the behaviour. So he calls, calls it a lure because mm. you often use a food lure to encourage the yep. behaviour. Mm. Three is response. The dog does the thing, and four is they get a reward. And so we put that marker in between three and four. The dog does the thing, they get that marker like a click and then they get their reward. Right. So that's the first bit. Now where a lot of people, I guess – make a mistake in that, is that they don't transition from the food lure and the reward. They keep the food lure and the reward in there all the time. Yes. So then the, if, and a lot of people, you've probably seen people waving the doggy treats in front of the dog and going, mm. "Fluffy, sit now, sit time. <laughs> and the dog's like, okay, you're holding the treats. Okay, we can do this. The game's on. <laughs> but if you – Without the treat. If you're always yep. holding the treat in the start, it becomes a, a bribe. Right. Yes. So we ask the thing, fluffy sit – Then we lure, then they do it, Uh then they get a So then what we want to do is make sure that the lure and the reward are different to each other as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, she might um, be lured with a piece of food for a sit but then get smooches as a reward. So you mix it up a little bit. Yeah, cool. That makes a lot of sense. So that's that's the easy way. And you can do that with pretty much any basic behaviour and go through those processes.
2: Amazing. Yeah. That's direct. awesome. That's definitely helpful. If only my mother would like yeah.
0: follow through on yeah. the. Uh, the key thing is consistency. That's right. Like you yeah, gotta like with anything, yeah. you gotta do it.
2: You gotta go through. <laughs> Can I ask you, Justin? What's your What's the most common like problem you find when you go and train dogs or you're training owners? What's What's the most common mistake that you find with people?
0: Well, the most common problem I get called about is mm-hmm. usually dog to dog aggression. Mm. or dog-to-human aggression. So often a lot of aggression-related issues. Mm. And the where I, I find that people are going wrong along the way is sometimes A, like feeding for free. Like, you know, there's a whole f- bowl full of food is lots of opportunities there to train with so you can use them Yeah. um but sometimes when we get this idea of of socializing uh, people just think they've got to just stick the dog in with other dogs and then yeah. they'll be best friends ev- yeah, forever yeah. or you get the flip side the other the other ones that are the parents that like don't expose the dog to anything ever until they're like five
1: yeah so we talk you, a lot about early socialization yeah, yeah so sure. early
0: socialization is important but what socialization is making sure it's a positive experience. Yeah. So for me, dog parks, I've been saying this for years dog parks are the same as a nightclub. Yeah, so
2: (laughs) I love that. In so
0: many ways. I love
2: that so much.
0: There's a wonderful opportunity there to socialise and Mm -hmm. to have fun and have a good time and meet some new people and then move on. But there's also some people that don't necessarily need to go to nightclubs or it stresses them out. So some dogs don't need to go to dog parks and sometimes they stress them out. And in most of the situations where I'm dealing with dog-to-dog aggression, Mm -hmm. that dog almost invariably has had a other dog attack them when they're around that six months of age. Wow. So if you imagine a human that's been um, I guess picked on by someone that looks a particular way mm. when they're about eight to twelve years of age, mm. then Oh
1: no, oh no, we're getting into some stuff here, so Taylor. So triggered. <laughs>
0: then then there's the potential there for that to get locked in around that that yeah. age group. So it's really important that socialization is important, but it needs to be positive, positive. experience. The dogs need to enjoy the experience and have some level of controllability in that situation so this is where i i quite like the dog having a little bit of um assertive communication of the mm-hmm. dog going excuse me i'm not really happy with you doing that uh, and then for the humans or the dogs go okay fair enough mm-hmm. cool we I, recognize i, that. I appreciate yeah. that you said please and i'm moving away whereas what we tend to do is humans don't recognize those lower level stress signals so yeah. things like lip licking and ground sniffing and eye turns and head turns and mm. even like sniffing their own butt. Like those sorts of things are generally signs that the dog's in a bit of stress at that point right. in time. Yeah. And that's where we as their advocate need to step in and go, excuse me, do you mind moving your dog away or right. moving your own dog away and say, all right, puppy, let's go over time this to go. way. Because yep. um, otherwise they, they're saying, excuse me, I'm really not happy. I'm, I'm really stressed. This is freaking me out. I need, I need some help here. And if we don't help them, they go, oh, stupid humans. <laughs> oh, no. You're not listening. I'm going to have to take things into my own paws. And that's when they snap and snark and bite yeah. and stuff. So.
1: Right. How do you um, establish that control in a dog park with your dog?
0: Yeah. So, what I recommend with um, with with a younger dog mm. is having a like humans have a have a social network of their own. Mm-hmm. So, have a group of friends of generally older, really chilled out, socially appropriate other dogs that can be their their mm-hmm. friend group, mm-hmm. and then build Cute. it up from there. So then, with when you go to the dog park, I. I'm a bit particular with dog parks that I take mm. my dogs to. So first thing is I'll do a bit of a drive by and check out the dog park. Mm-hmm. It's like I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yes, drive by, definitely. check out the dog park, and see I've, who's there. I see who's there and see, see how what, busy it is. See what the humans are doing. Yeah, if all the humans are in the corner having a chat and all the dogs are ripping each other apart in the corner there, yeah. then it's not where I want to be taking my dog. Nope. definitely. So you know, see if people are engaged. It, Dog park design is getting better in Australia, but still, our dog parks, our idea of a dog park is a big square of just grass. Yeah. Lucky if it's grass. So there's some really Even great,
2: worse in America. Oh, man. New York, so rough. much Ruff. worse.
0: Yeah, so that we're. We're coming a long way in, in, in dog park design. So somewhere mm. that dogs can have a visual barrier to break up, like shrubs and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. People that are moving around is always good. People that are interacting with their dogs is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing if people do intervene. So the humans are like the bouncers, going back to that nightclub yeah. thing. It's their job to come up to the dogs and say, all right, guys, break it up. Yeah, you mm-hmm. go over there, you go over there. And try and keep the the, the nice vibes going mm-hmm. as much as possible. And sometimes you need someone to cut – cut somebody else off you know sometimes you need sorry sorry (laughs) ralphie you've had enough for today time to go 100
2: percent. yeah
0: (laughs) so that's the first step and the second step is you keep in mind that you are your dog's advocate and don't be you don't need to be over the top and like helicopter mum about it but you (laughs) can you know say to other people excuse me would you mind just giving my dog some space right now Mm. and you'll often hear them say oh they'll be right or i know what i'm doing that's (laughs) fine but can you but just? But my dog's not okay. Yeah. yeah, and but but you can also play a little bit down. Go, oh, look, I'm just, I'm still learning. I'm just trying this thing. so yeah. Could you mind just trying this for me, and we'll see how that works. And usually it it works. Yeah. So those those sorts of things are, I think, really important.
1: You're all on the same team. We're all here for We're our dogs. We're all a here good for time. our dogs to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Heck yeah! Such pals are really system. helpful. <laughs> So good to have you it's
2: here, so, Justin. It's so, it's so nice so, to be here. Like it's really simple stuff if you think about it, yeah. but it's just stuff that people are missing.
0: Yeah, but there's so many different ideas going out, and now we're another one. Uh, we yeah. are we're another voice in the, exactly. the doggy parent world. And yeah. you know, if you Google, you know, dog park aggression or dog aggression, you're yeah. going to get so many different things and so completely opposing spectrums of how to deal with those situations. Yeah. And I guess my my take on it is, you know, find out from the person who's giving you the information what their background is, mm-hmm. where they got their information from. You know, if they can give you references, that's always helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, then, um, would you feel comfortable doing that with your own dog? Would mm-hmm. you feel comfortable someone else doing that with your dog? Mm-hmm. Would you feel comfortable? You know. Not to anthropomorphize too much, but would you be comfortable with someone doing that with your child? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. You know, isn't it? sentient being and sentient being. Exactly. Where's the ethics line on that? So,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, be your own pet detective.
0: Be your own pet detective and be your own <laughs> doggy advocate.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Doggy advocate. Yay. Awesome. Go team. Oh, man. It's so great. So great having you here, Justin. Thank you so much so for So Um, Feel free to check out our show notes. And let us know if you're training your dog, what kind of dog park experiences you've had, whether you have, whether you are slightly overbearing with your dog and you haven't trained it and now you're trying to train it. uh, Let us know. (laughs) Hit us up on our socials. Taylor, what are our socials? We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
2: Floof and Papa Podcast. That's F L O O F and or ampersand P U P P E R podcast. You can also find us on that'snotcanon.com. We are there with more information. We're there with merchandise links as well and also the other podcasts on our network. You can check them out. Thank you you for having us. Justin, did you have websites, links and stuff that you wanted to let us know about? I'll put them in the show notes as well.
0: Yeah, feel free to to check me out on Facebook at JPO Pet Coach. That's the best place to find me at the moment. And also I'd like to give a little plug to Happy Paws, Happy Hearts Foundation. Love that. Uh, So those guys are doing some great work. Working with people and animals experiencing social isolation.
2: Yes. Amazing. Really important work. It is really important work.
1: All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Go and thank you so much
2: for joining us today, Justin.
1: We
0: really appreciate what right, you're
1: the show. so, so good to have you. Let's do it again. Yes, Absolutely. Let's. Book, book, goodbye. Book, book, goodbye, everyone. The Disney vs. Disney Debates podcast is all about finding the answer to one simple question. What is the best Disney movie of all time? Maybe the question isn't that simple. So join us every Saturday as hosts from all across That's Not and fight for their movies in one-on-one debates, moderated by me, Zane C. Webber, in order to decide once and for all which of Disney's beloved classics or recent hits will take the crown. Mine. 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 It is mine. Save it for the show. Available now on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you find podcasts. Oh, that's Not canon kind of Productions podcast.